poker's legendary champions, next generation stars, and tireless ambassadors of the game, sharing their wisdom and guiding your journey to high achievement on the green felt. This is Philosophical Friday on Chasing Poker Greatness with your hosts, Brad Wilson and Duncan Palamortis. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Philosophical Friday. I am once again joined by my co-host Duncan. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing very well, Brad. Uh, how how are you how are you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm I'm quite tired, um, but we forge on. You know, about to take a trip to Los Angeles actually in, in the next month that I'm looking forward to. Considering um, John. My Tactical Tuesday co-host is in LA. You're in LA. Uh, my associate coach is in LA. Um, and some of my favorite people in my community, Greatness Village, are in LA. And one of my best friends is in LA. So it's going to be a good time um, spending a couple days out there. Probably won't play much poker. We'll instead be relaxing and you know messing around, um, just having some fellowship with my friends. So I'm pretty pumped about that. Uh, and otherwise, you know, still building my Wolves CFP program and working on onboarding and uh, just getting all the kinks out of it, which is just like a, this massive ongoing project that uh, feels like it will never end. But I think eventually it will get easier, um, although probably will never end. I, I, I was about to say these type of things actually never end. They, they stop only when you feel ready for them to stop. Kind of like Which, writing a book, right? I mean, yeah. you read it with a book when the publisher takes it away from your hands. So it, it doesn't it doesn't end. Yeah, and I'll never feel ready for it. To, I'll, I'll never feel as if it's good enough to just like release my grasp on it, right? Like right, yeah, there's right. always something to improve. There's right. always something to upgrade. Um, but today for Philosophical Friday, we had some topics in mind. And then, you know, we had the, the controversy in the poker world involving Garrett and Dylan on Hustler Casino Live this past week and decided, oh, this is, uh, this is a philosophical question. Um, you know, is slow rolling, is agitating um, your opponent? Is it ever okay? And yeah, with that uh, segue, let's talk about the situation. Absolutely. So I think that's that's an excellent question to start. Um, do you think that slow rolling is ever okay? Let's start with with that. Well, so, okay. So I love this <laughs> the, the philosophical um, standpoint, right? Because like the answer is, is it ever okay? Yes. The answer is yes, right? Because it only takes one situation to um, remove the possibility. And you could just, I could just imagine so many situations where it would be okay. Um, whether it be, you know, whether, whether it just be good for the game or just, I, I don't know, somebody does, does something that is terrible to another human you're playing against. You want to annoy them or try to make them quit. Um, I don't know. You, you could justify it. I, I think for various reasons, um, and technically, it's not against any rule that I've seen in any uh, poker book. So it's more of a, a breach of etiquette, right? Correct. Um, what, what about you? What are your thoughts? 
Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Like, first of all, at a very philosophical level, we there is a dichotomy between uh, things that can be done and there are certain situations. I mean, philosophers do that all the time, right? I mean, they create completely artificial examples to, to show you that a, a certain thing is, is theoretically possible. Now, between something being theoretically possible and actually uh, doing it in practice, there is a there is a huge there's a huge gap. And I guess one one second question that we can uh, we can ask, um, and I will I will uh, you know basically share my thoughts as well. But one second question we need to to ask at the same time would be: uh, Was what Dylan did okay? Did it feel okay to you uh, as uh, as a viewer? Like, did it feel funny? Did it feel uh, spot on? And I know a lot of people have watched uh, the, the the hand sort of out of context, perhaps. But uh, um, how did it feel to you as a viewer? Wow. So for me as a viewer, you know, so I, again, I think it's hard because I don't know the 100% full context of what went down. Do you know the full context? Like I heard that something had happened the night before that led to this, um, this slow roll do you have visibility on that? Right. I mean, I, I heard about it too. I unfortunately didn't have the time to to watch the whole thing uh, yet. But I know. I mean, I've watched them. Uh, I've watched these guys play before. There is a there is a little bit of a of a dynamic, and you know, I I know uh, Garrett is is a class act at the poker table. You know, sometimes when it's uh, uh, not his turn, he just waits to see his opponent hand, especially if he plays with somebody that uh, you know uh, they think they. Uh, they're they're somewhat competent. I'm I'm not entirely sure exactly what's happening with 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 Dylan, but uh, um, well, he was annoyed for some reason, right? right. Like I, I think it was uh, an an act of you know retribution, um, trying to get back at Garrett for something that had happened. I've heard that you know Garrett said like a Mike Tyson quote about eating unborn babies. I, I heard that um, Garrett lost a pot to Dylan and then like instantly reloaded so that he could cover Dylan and and that made Dylan angry or annoyed him or whatever, and sort of led to the slow roll. So I'm not exactly sure what went down, but, but I guess from a viewer perspective, um, I mean, it, it didn't seem like a good thing. <laughs> like right, it, it right. seemed like, um, I don't know. It, it, it felt like a shitty thing to do, but again, uh, I, I don't know the full context of it. Right, and I and I would agree with that. And uh, the only other thing that I'm gonna I'm gonna add to to this is that uh, I would say, regardless of what the 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 background has been, um, it's basically slow rolling somebody is the equivalent of essentially punching somebody in the face, but uh, for emotions. Like this is this is essentially what happens for somebody who's been sitting there trying because essentially what happened. Um, Garrett had to make a decision on the river for a long time. So he had to go through his head. He had to play, replace his hand through his head. And then eventually he made a decision. So for any person who, who plays the game, knows exactly what kind of emotions go through, through your mind during that time, right? So you're like, here it's very close. Am I ahead? Am I behind? It could go either way. And then the moment you hear from your opponent, you're good. It's the moment where you release all of that stress. And, and and visibly, visibly, Garrett, uh, an, an experienced player, he was releasing that stress, as you can see by the way he was handling the chips. So he immediately grabs the chips and he takes them back. And it's not, I mean, knowing Garrett, it's not like, oh, in your face, uh, MF. It's it's more more like, you know, I 
finally, you know, I'm done with this. Let's move on to the next hand sort of release of stress. And then at that point, his opponent says, you know, just kidding, <laughs> which is, um, again, like a slap in the face, but before emotions. So it's a very, 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 very violent way to uh, uh, to act I, 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 against another poker player. Now, people may say anything, you know, like, you know, it's uh, um, professionals, you know, we, we should be able to deal with all of that stuff. And I agree 100%, which is a, a, a different question. So on the one hand, you know, it could be a slap in the face, but if somebody slaps you in the face at the poker table, you should take it perhaps, right? If, especially if you, if you are up against a recreational player and it could be good for business. So I think that's a different question. Whether Do you think it was good for business for, um, for Garrett to take it like a champ? I, well, I think that that's the expectation of Garrett. Uh, if mm -hmm. he would have reacted in any other way, that would have been um unexpected to me like i, I just mm -hmm. expect him to take it on the chin and right. soldier forth right like that's that's sort of the expectation I, I think like for me the better question is is it beneficial to slow roll garrett um you know or a player of garrett's caliber right is there a benefit to you know in in, in your words emotionally punching somebody in the face like that and the reality is I think it could go both ways. I, I think that like for Dylan, it could go the way that I think he wants, he would want it to go. Right. And that is to get under Garrett's skin, make him make a mistake somehow, you know, cause Garrett to be emotionally compromised and just, you know, do something that's out of character um, in the near future against either Dylan or any of the opponents that Garrett's playing against, but there's another side of the coin too. Um, and in sports, you know, they, they say bulletin board material, right? It's something mm -hmm. that wakes your opponent up. Like you, you punch them emotionally in the face. They're woken up now. Do you think right. they're going to take a hand off against you in the future? Do you think that any decision they make is going to not be, um, a hundred percent, they're not going to invest a hundred percent of their cognitive energy into making great decisions against you specifically. Now, um, I would say that like, you have to be careful about what you wish for, because I would say that, yeah, waking Garrett up, punching him in the face, not that he takes hands off, but there are times where you kind of let your guard down, right? You're tired. Um, you don't invest a lot of mental energy into a specific situation, um, just sort of autopiloting or whatever. But I mean, yeah, there, there's no free pass moving forward. Um, and that could certainly be detrimental uh, when you, you know, provoke somebody of Garrett's uh, caliber. Correct. And, and it's Garrett we're talking about, right? I mean, he's, he's very much fueled by this kind of things, by competition, by challenges, by, by things like that. So, right. uh, like you said, it could, it could potentially backfire. Um, one thing I, I really like, uh, you know, both sides of the argument here, and, and, and you made a very good point uh, about, again, uh, it, is, it is essentially a competition, trying to get an edge in however ways, again, we can get into the ethics of what is allowed, what you can do, but trying to get an edge uh, has been done before, even in, in other sports. Uh, we go back in the, uh, in the 90s and uh, uh, Detroit Pistons in, in NBA were very well known for playing very dirty. Uh, sure. at the basketball court and uh, you know they 
they made it to to to, to finals. They they you know they they did really 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 well. So and um, of course then the question becomes you know is that the type of of, of poker uh we we want to watch is this um is this the way we we like you know as, as as a viewer to to see people uh battling it out and um uh personally to be honest that that left a very bad taste in my mouth uh i'm not i'm not a, i'm not a big like i don't think um i don't think it can affect uh I don't think it's funny. First of all, I don't know. Some people thought that was that. That's funny. It's it's not my sense of humor. You know, like basically emotionally abusing somebody. Um, I I think hundred percent. If if a professional and I've been, uh, you know, people have tried to do that um, multiple times at the at, at the at the poker table. Uh, if if somebody does something similar, um, there is there's a couple of ways to do that. I think that by far the best way is just to to think. You think they have the upper hand because they they don't <laughs> uh, you know uh, it's not garrett's first rodeo so he knows how to handle situations like this um and uh well, you know who's winning right like exactly you, you exactly know, you know so, who's winning because like one one player was so bent out of shape that they sought to do something to try to get under another player's skin um right. and been out of shape over something that was seemingly quite minor um right. so you know, I, I can imagine that, like, if we're looking at the uh, mental strength of both both players, you know, Gar it appears as if Garrett is the mentally stronger poker player, um, which, I mean, is probably not much of a surprise, just considering that, you know, Garrett is one of the elites, uh, especially in live poker, and, like, you know, losing a 150K pot is not going to really move the needle one way or the other, I can't imagine, for him. For sure. For sure. All, 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 all that being said, and, and to just lighten the mood a little bit, uh, you know, uh, hindsight is is twenty twenty. But I would I would absolutely love if uh, if Garrett said something along the lines, you know what, uh, you said I'm good, I'm good, I'm not gonna pay you any money, you know. So which, by the way, that th that would have been that would have been fantastic because then Dylan, you know, I would have liked to see the reaction in his face. Of course, anybody who's listening, they know that. You can't do that at a casino, like you know. I'm not just like otherwise you will be um, banned for for life. But here's the funny part, you know, the casino needs Garrett, right? So Garrett has a certain type of leverage, no, not other poker player has. So these are the type of mind games that sometimes, you know, if you mess with a professional and the professional knows exactly what leverage they have uh, or, or or they don't have, sometimes they can do things like that. That can actually it would have been really funny just you know see it even if it played out for like let's say 30 minutes garrett said you know what i'm not gonna pay you you said i'm good i'm good i believe you i trust you You know like you wouldn't you wouldn't be such an a-hole <laughs> in on television and, yeah you'd and have of to course, I mean, you'd have to sweat i mean uh, to sweat a little you would bit have had I, to sweat. I think that would have been that would have been uh, enjoyable so that you know um but then I, again i actually ahead, so Duncan, I, I actually disagree with you in okay. one thing, and that is that um, I think it's good for the viewer's experience seeing that. Like, mm -hmm. Absolutely. Maybe it's not great for poker, but it's mm -hmm. great for the experience, the drama of it, right? Mm -hmm. Now there's this rivalry that is that is created, and people tune in to rivalries. People like rivalries. Um, everybody hated, unless you're a D Detroit's Piston fan, you know, they, they hated the bad boys, right. um, but they watched them 
they wanted right. to see them lose, right? Like, you know, if you, we go to like pro, the pro wrestling parlance, like they need <laughs> heels, we need bad guys, we need villains, um, and we need heroes and people watch that. So I think that like, yeah, on the one hand, it's just a really poor breach of etiquette and not something that like, not something I've ever, ever even considered or thought about doing, honestly. I don't, I don't even think that I've ever been slow rolled um, in my entire live poker career, which is now when I go play live poker, I, I think I've just guaranteed that I get slow rolled. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I don't think it's ever happened. You know, the, the big, the closest that I've ever come to slow rolling somebody is like, I, I remember specifically I flopped a set um, and it was set over set and the board ran out like four flush and mm-hmm. they showed their set and I was like nice hand and turned my cards over and had like the tray of spades and made a flush, um, oh. which is like just me misreading my hand more than anything or not realizing that, that I made a flush. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's good for entertainment and good for the watcher. And I think more people will watch, um, which ultimately is, is probably better for both Dylan and Garrett, honestly. That's uh, that's actually interesting because I I did ask a similar question. Uh, do we need uh, uh, controversy, or you can replace the word controversy with drama in our poker games for them to be fun? And I guess one side question is: Does you know again we brought NBA before? Does NBA need drama to be watchable? I don't think it needs drama to be watchable, but drama makes it more watchable. Right. You, you watch, you know, Conor McGregor fight whoever because of the drama that he creates. Right. Because right. he he is the villain um, and that creates eyeballs. I think that, like, there's a real distinction here that needs to be said that televised poker, uh, like a cash game setting, is quite different than, like, you know, a private cash game where there's no cameras or anything like that. And so for the televised setting, um, I think. Well, it's not necessary. I think the game is very compelling. I think that it is engaging to have controversy or drama um, at just like your random table, you know, at the commerce. I don't think that drama is like doing anything for anybody. I think it's more detriment than anything else. Do Do you think that uh, the fact that drama exists in uh, people? Let, let me rephrase that question. Uh, do you think that the need, whatever need, for drama to make things interesting uh, is a bug instead of a feature? Meaning, do you think it's a symptom that perhaps the game is not as good and it needs drama? In other words, if the game was, let's say, super high quality and the players were super high level, would the drama be, would the drama be equally needed? Um, I, I think it's a feature, really, not a bug. I, I think, like, you know, you could... Everybody could sit down with $10 million and play like robots with no personality around a table and take one minute for every single action they take, regardless Mm -hmm. of whether it's call, fold, raise, um, check. And that's going to not be so compelling. I I would not watch that um, live stream, even if they're playing million-dollar pots. Um, I agree with you 100%. Do you think that there, there can be personalities without drama? Yeah, I think there could be personalities without drama. Um, and I think that's ultimately, yeah, I mean, uh, it's an interesting distinction, right? Like, I think that there can be personalities without drama. Um, I do think people love a good grudge match, though. And, 
you know, tons of people watch Negranu battle Polk because of the drama and because it was a grudge match, you know, and then people were upset, even though what's interesting to me, like, like they'd never seen um, two guys hug after uh, an MMA fight, after talking trash to each other for, you know, months on end when, you know, Polk and Negranu played each other live poker and they were just like cordial and nice to one another while they're, they were like, wait, what, what's this? I feel like I've been duped, you know? Um, <laughs> when like, yeah, I mean, we're, we're not locking each other in a cage and trying to beat each other's brains out here. There, there is, um, a reasonable way to treat one another. Um, and yeah, going, going back to this specific situation, I, I do think that that is a breach, right? There is a reasonable way to treat people. And I do think that like Dylan did treat, Garrett very poorly. And yeah, I mean, if it was, I guess, yeah, I, I'm kind of waffling on my position here because if it was against anybody but Garrett, it would be so much worse. Like, you, you know what I mean? If it would have been anybody but Garrett, it, it would have been so much worse but the only reason why it's not as bad as it could have been was because it was against garrett if that makes sense it does it does because out of all the people who are sitting at the poker table he's the one who can take it the best and he's also in some sense a impervious uh or at least perceived as such at the poker i don't table. think he's impervious so that's that's I, correct i, I, I that's... do not think he's impervious like I, i've played against garrett on on multiple occasions he he can get or he could, you know, this is six or seven years ago. And I'm, I assume that working diligently to improve, you know, his mental game and all the things, but I mean, six or seven years ago, yeah, he could get frustrated. I mean, absolutely. it's a, it's poker. Anybody can get frustrated. Right. So like, I, I don't think he's impervious, but there are some, he's, perce he's perceived as such. Yeah. The, the, the first choice of words was, was yeah, per perceived. Per perceived as such, but he's and, not and impervious. I, I not, can, nobody is. Yes. I, I can say. I just, it would be a, a miracle if he was not affected in any bit by that. Oh, oh, so he was. It, it, I, would, I, it would be a miracle. Like, I don't think there's any human walking on earth that wouldn't be upset, at least internally, oh, yeah. um, when that went down. Again, if, if somebody slaps you in the face, right, or punches you in the face, I mean, it, it is very difficult. You're making a decision, and it's not just the money, incidentally. It is the fact that a competitive drive uh, is something that uh, is part of many poker players, especially somebody like, like Garrett. You want to make the right decision there. You're sitting there. You're ready to make the right decision. And you're finally, the moment where you're saying, okay, I'm finally safe. I can go into my happy place. <laughs> you know, it's, I, I heard the good, you're good. You finally breathe a sigh of relief now finally you, you're vulnerable and at the point where you're the most vulnerable that's when somebody slaps you in the face it is yep. it, anybody who's played the game at any high level knows how incredible violence that is and i know you know to somebody it might sound like come on you know as a as a viewer it may not feel like such it is a it, it's a it's a violence act and yet you know it's one of those i'm talking about that idea in the book you know, the only thing, you know, that, that makes the most sense, even though I was joking that he shouldn't pay, I, I, I was joking for a reason. Like, the most important thing there is to say, tap, tap the table and say nice hand, which was instinctively, I don't know if you, if you watched that, the first thing that, that, that Garrett said, it didn't take him a second. He said, nice hand. The first thing he said 
which is exactly what a professional should do in that in that spot. Like accept abuse, accept violence. Well, for people saying that, like you know, it's not abuse or th- imagining that it's not. I think this is not exactly a you know an exact metaphor, but like if you imagine that you bought like a, a lottery ticket for five hundred dollars, right? Um, and they gave you the ticket, you scratched it off, and it mm-hmm. said that you just won a hundred k. Right. Mm -hmm. And you celebrate. And then they're like, oh, just kidding. This was a this was a fake ticket. Here's your actual ticket here to scratch off. Right. And you you lose. Um, You could see how you could just see the emotional consequence of that and how upset you you would likely be. Um, Now, it's not a a direct comparison, but still it kind of it's a good one. It's a good one because it shows the drop. It shows the drop And, and that drop, the mental drop. That, you know, you were from high to low. That is what affects humans. Because again, uh, the idea of, of loss has more impact on us humans than the idea of a gain. So w- having that huge jump from the 100K back to, you know, nothing is the one that the, the human feels. It, they, we do not feel the other, the other one as much. It's, it's the drop, really, that hurts us. And yeah. why I'm calling it mental abuse. And it's a good metaphor. Thank you. Thank you. Just came up with it on the spot. Um, if uh, I, I will say this, you know, Garrett, uh, the, the response is, you know, he, he's a pro's pro, right? That's what That's the right. professional's response ought to be. Um, and, and I think that it's an aspiration to respond to and act in that way that, that all pros, you know, we should all strive to um, react that way in the face of uncertainty, in the face of just a, a shitty situation. Um, there are a few poker players, you know, that, that I think, yeah, there are a few, there are a few guys out there. These like, uh, they're almost impervious to pressure and impervious to trash talk that like, you have to be careful, um, interacting with them, you have to be careful attacking them because it's a battle that is, uh, it's a very tough one to win. You know, I think, you know, Garrett comes to mind. Um, Berkey also comes to mind. Right. Uh, I would not go after Berkey, uh, in that way because like <laughs> you're battling with somebody who, um, is just so mentally prepared and so mentally strong and he's just going to win the battle, right? He, if you go to war with him, he's just going to win. Um, so, yeah, this is this is the same reason, by the way, why you you shouldn't heckle a stand-up comedian, right? You 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 don't want to do to a professional what they do every day, right? Like yeah. they've thought about this, they they've right. prepared for this. So best of luck, you drunk idiot who's trying to disrupt something that's really great. Um, yeah, maybe we'll do a philosophical Friday on uh, heckling in the future. <laughs> um. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. But it, it's interesting because there are comparisons to heckling because what heckling does, uh, it doesn't necessarily hurt the feelings of a professional comedian, especially if they know what they're doing, but it could ruin it for everybody, if you know what I mean, for the rest of the audience, right? Mm-hmm. It can be entertaining, but at the same time, it can be disruptive. So there is a, there is a fi- fine line. So as a viewer here, um, you know, we, we, we have a question to ask, you know, as a viewer, is that something that we sort of like want to see? We wouldn't mind it uh, in, in our entertainment or is it something that it can be disrupted? Um, I mean, all right, I'm just going to say it. Like we play poker together. Come heckle me. I want it. I 
just bring it on, right? Like to me, it's going to make me stronger. Give me reps, make me stronger. Um, come after me, right? Like that's, that's sort of how I feel, um, as a poker player, as a professional, as somebody that's like trying to become a stronger person on a regular basis, face adversity, um, fail and improve in the process of failure, uh, learn through growth. Um, so yeah, come after me. I'm totally fine with it. But like, I, I think the target really, really matters here, um, mm-hmm. as it relates to this kind of, this kind of warfare. And if you choose the wrong target at a poker table, I mean, lots of things can happen. You know, I, I think people have gotten shot in the face is one thing that's probably happened when you choose the wrong target at a poker table. Right. Um, but you can also, you know, choose choose a target who never comes and plays poker again when maybe you want them to play poker more in the future, right? Um, you know, so I don't know. I, I'm always somebody at the table, I guess, that when there is abuse, and, and I think that, yeah, I think this is the way the pros should be. When they're, when somebody's acting abusive, um, I'm normally calm, cool, collected. When somebody starts coming after somebody else, that's it for me. Like the, it, the game is off. Like I start coming after them. Like I will heckle them. I will talk trash. They make a bad play. Like I will be laughing. I will be pointing like, and that's, that's the, the trade-off for making fun of your fellow man and talking trash, um, at the poker table. Uh, so anyway, that's just how I how I personally go about it is like, yo, this is a fun zone and we're not going to do things to ruin the fun zone. And, and like, if if you do, okay, but now we're going to go to verbal war and we'll just see who wins. So you're essentially trying to protect the ecosystem, essentially, is what's happening. Like you, I just you, love people, man. I don't want yeah, people yeah. to feel like shit. I don't yeah, want people yeah, to, yeah. to win a pot and have to feel bad about it because somebody talks trash about the way they played their hand. That's just not right to me. Um so, yeah, I just love people and I don't want people to feel bad. Like that's, that's honestly what it, what it is. And there's a lot of people who get, you know, they sit down at the poker table and like their worst self sort of manifests and they just, they, they just turn into an idiot and like try to hurt people's feelings and make people feel bad. And like, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm almost 20 years into my career and that's just not a thing that I want to stand for anymore. Exactly. No, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. It's not, um, it's not fun and it's and it's not nice uh, and uh, not everybody at the poker table is is a professional which means they don't necessarily know how to deal with it yeah um, with that said i wouldn't have stood uh, up for garrett <laughs> he's he's strong enough r- to stand up r- right. for himself right no it, yeah exactly because there is also something uh you know condescending potentially like doing it for somebody who exactly like you said they know how to handle it themselves so it's a very fine line between somebody feeling the support and also um, feeling a little bit patronized, so to speak, yeah, right? So it's a, sure. very, it's a very difficult, uh, it's a very difficult thing. Uh, what do you think um, the floor should do in a situation like this? And by floor, I just generally mean the, you know, the, the management essentially. Yeah, that's not my, ain't my circus. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I've never thought about like how the floor should police or handle this. It's so subjective. I think in within the subjectivity of dealing with these things, there's, it becomes problematic. You know, we can go back to, uh, you know, the F bomb rule at the WSOP mm-hmm. that was 10 years ago now, or 12 years ago, however long ago, 
um, where basically you got a penalty for saying fuck. Um, if the dealer heard you, you, you like were off around. Right. And, and the problem with that was that somebody saying like, yo, Duncan, fuck you, man. Um, that is much, too much, <laughs> that is much different <laughs> than losing a pot and being like, ah, fuck, you know, like, and I was certainly guilty of saying fuck when I lost a pot and a dealer never said anything to me. I never got any sort of penalty and I know 100% that they did hear me. Whereas if they don't like somebody for some reason, then right, that they person, the floor. they're going to, they're going to get a penalty. And so like mm -hmm. within that subjectivity of like applying rules, whenever you feel like it, or because you're biased in one way or another, you like somebody or don't like somebody that just becomes problematic. So to me, like, I, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't do anything uh, unless it was actively bad for the game or just like, yeah, just really affecting someone, right? Like if it, if it's to the point, and, and I mean, I don't care about another player or dealer. I think that the floor should stand up to the dealer. And if a player's being abusive to the dealer, it doesn't matter to me how much money they're losing. If a player's being abusive to the dealer, you've got to get them the fuck out the game. Like just point blank. The players... <laughs> Get them out. This is uncontroversial, I think. And actually, also players should be standing for the dealers as well. I, you know, I, it, it is a little bit controversial as to whether, you know, players should stand for other players. But I, I think it's it's uncontroversial to say that the deal, because also the dealers, the, the issue with the dealers is that they cannot speak for themselves, right? They, they, they're technically um, employees. And because they're employees, they have to abide by certain rules. And they are told you know, to basically not speak up when the situation gets bad, to try to deflate the situation. And, and they're at a very disadvantageous spot. So not just the floor, I would say, I would say also the players should speak up for the dealers. And usually, to be fair, like players are, you know, at least in, in most cases, in, in most of the games that I, I do play, uh, I would say that maybe players uh, speak up a little bit too much for, for, for the dealers, right? Which is a good thing, which is a good thing. We want to be, you know, overprotective versus the other way around, uh, potentially. But uh, um, I do agree. I just want to put that out there. That, um, um, and I don't know if you if you alluded that with, uh, with with your approach, because essentially what you said with that with that example, that anecdotal example with the, with the dealer letting it slide. Um, if I understand this correctly, you're saying that sometimes it's better to handle things on our own, correct? I mean, as, as much as possible. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if there's going to be some sort of process or system in place, I think a, the floor has to have the dealers back. This is first and foremost, and there needs to be clear penalties. If something happens, if a player abuses the dealer in some way, right? Like that, that to me is like point blank clear. And then from there, Maybe the dealer um, watches the game, and when somebody is being abusive to another player, they call the floor, they explain to the floor the situation, and then it gets handled, right? So, you know, the floor's got the dealer's back, the dealer's got the, the player's back, and everything's kind of hunky-dory, right? That, that, to me, like, if, if there is a system, um, it would be entrusting the subjective opinion of the dealer as it relates to the abuse um, that the players are you know, showing to each other. And then, you know, the floor takes action in one way or the other, whether it be expulsion for a day or just whatever. I, I tend to agree. I think that, uh, you know, rules can, can be helpful 
uh, it, to, to have a, a certain guideline, but avoiding enforcing those rules as much as possible. It, it's kind of like a, a, an oxymoron, right? It, it's, it's kind of a, a weird situation because- Well, then the rules don't matter. It, 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 well, yeah, well, well there's that, but <laughs> but at, at, at the same time, uh, in in an environment which is rules infested, uh, poker players no, no longer have as much fun. That's another issue too. Like if sure. if, if, if if a rule is you know uh, cold on you every every five seconds, then there's certain freedom that is taken away from from the player. So yes, this, I think it's good. This will be next week's Philosophical Friday on uh, creating rules in poker and how how useful are rules because there are certainly oh, rules, rules that question. have been detrimental to the poker world that have caused the game to be less fun because of specific rules. You know, speaking uh, another controversy, um, Chance Cornuth over the summer had a, a spot where, you know, people said that he was like angle shooting in a, in a pot mm -hmm. at, in the main event, um, which to, it, to me was like patently absurd. But uh, anyway, just like the, the rules of poker, I think are another thing that needs to be talked about angling in poker. What is an angle? Right, right. Um, that's another thing that I think needs to be discussed more because For like sure. we're in this environment in poker right now where like, everything apparently is an angle like just uh, like right. any which i i think is not not good for the game um let so me yeah. make notes of this because that's important right rules and angling that's uh important topics to, to potentially discuss absolutely so, um yeah so that that's what i got i mean you have anything else for this episode of, of philosophical friday any questions to explore we can we we could actually just end this one without it going, you know, 72 hours this time, I think. <laughs> yes. No. Uh no, absolutely. Um, no, I don't have anything on, on, on top of my head. I think we we covered pretty much um all of our all of the grounds here, all of our bases here. Yeah. Careful about putting a chip on anybody's shoulder and giving them bulletin board material as it relates to you know, the real crushers out there because right. that, that's a thing that can easily backfire. I, I did remember one thing that uh, it's uh, it's interesting. I, I do think that uh, the uh, there is something else which is beneficial from, from watching these situations. Uh, there is also an educational aspect to it, I think. A, a lot of players who may be intimidated uh, by certain uh, circumstances going at the poker table, they have a lot to learn that, uh, you know, when you go down to to, to, to play poker, um sort of like it's the wild west in, in many respects like a lot of things like that can happen and it's and it's educational i think in 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 that respect sure uh, i mean keep your guard up and if something happens know that you have a choice you know you have a choice in how you react to whatever comes your way and ultimately the thing that you are responsible for the thing that you can control is your reaction to the events that transpire um and as we saw in this instance, being able to take responsibility and, and stay calm or cool um, was quite beneficial for, uh, for Garrett. So yeah, you, you have control over how you react. Um, and that's, that's my final word. Exactly. So it may not be celebrated uh, to see a, an action like this, but the reaction can definitely be celebrated and you know we may, may we may not condone an action like you know uh, slow rolling somebody but how you act, react on this can be very very beneficial to you even if you feel like you've been wronged which in this case garrett i think was 
And we'll see you next week. Well said, man. Absolutely, man. Take care. Thanks for listening to Chasing Poker Greatness. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Go to ChasingPokerGreatness.com to get the newsletter. Join the Greatness Village community, book a coaching session, or dive into the latest data-driven poker courses. Follow the show on Twitter at CPG Podcast.